and welcome to this week's episode of esports rap i'm your host michael amorgan and this week we're going to be talking about something that just came out as of the day of this being recorded uh, or well today essentially um it was google's stadia now what is google stadia google stadia is something that kind of developed from Google's previous initiative called Project Stream, which was back in October when they, you know, had asked some of the persons who had uh, applied to play a AAA game or a one of the more popular uh, game. Well, one of the a game from one of the more popular developers known to be, you know, high ranking and one that's generally seen as being a game that's likely going to be very popular on inception that game was assassin's creed odyssey and wait was it odyssey i believe it was odyssey or it could have been origins i'm i'm a little hazy on my memory on that right now either way ah it was origins i mean odyssey sorry sorry either way so back what they did then is that they allowed you to pretty much play this high graphics quality type game on a system that they pretty much had us using that was google chrome so you essentially would boot up your computer uh, preferably be inside this united states for them and then you'd be able to play assassin's creed from google chrome it just needed you to be able to use the internet and have a pretty decent internet quality and that was about it you didn't need serious graphic cards you didn't really need uh anything other than that to be quite honest you just needed a monitor a, com a decent computer uh pretty good internet and you were good you were golden actually and i did test this up with several different uh methods and even from back then it worked pretty well like even if i tried to play it on two computers it, it would allow me to play on that computer and then when i switched over to my other computer it would essentially stop playing over on computer number one and start playing over on computer number two using the same save information and i'd just pretty much be picking up from there now google uh stadia which uh good friend of mine russell holly from uh i think he deals with android central or you know, that family of tech news uh stated that you know he noticed something about it as well is that you know when the internet starts to go really bad you tend not to really want to use this and i'm going to get in touch on that a little bit later on back when i'm at well when i'm actually talking about my concerns about the show itself and i want to get more into how and my key things are how well why they made it how they made it who is it for and what's the what's pretty much going to happen with it in the future so right now i'm talking about the what and there's some interesting features that's actually going on with uh, Google Stadia. And he was actually one of the first ones that actually mentioned it to me. That 
you know, this is actually something that stadia is a play on words, meaning that it's a it's a plural of stadiums. And that kind of makes sense because at the beginning of the Google, uh, it's still a new word for me. So it's still uh, catching my tongue. Stadia, Google Stadia event that they pretty much showed some sports from way, way back when and said, you know, like how we build stadiums for these kind of things and so on and so forth. And that's probably the reason why they went with Stadia, um, because they want to build a community of sorts for gaming, except it's not necessarily a community, but it is. So let me explain what I mean by that. Because of how they're building it, Google Stadia is going to be online, period. You're going to be able to play this on your computer, your Chromebook, your tablet, your smartphone, uh, and even your TV if you have a Chromecast Ultra, which allows you to like stream stuff to it in 4K. But you don't need to be able to stream anything to it. The Chromecast will just be able to pick up and play this game. They also have with it, and I apologize if you hear any background noise. There seems to be some kind of storm happening outside. It already knocked out my power right before the stream. And um, I'm just glad my power came back so I could actually do the stream. But if the stream ends <laughs> early, that's probably the reason why. Now, they also have a controller. Uh, and don't worry, folks, if you already have uh, controllers from let's say your PlayStation your Xbox your Nintendo switch or you know anything that pretty much works with those kind of systems it'll actually those will actually work with Google's new system and even uh, Google Chrome recently built in on the computer where it allowed for Nintendo switch controllers to work on Google Chrome so that's probably the reason why that happened so you can just continuously use all these different controllers on their systems now, what this pretty much means is that you can take, yeah, man, we live. Hey, welcome to the stream, Pac-Manofsky03. How you doing today? And hey, you, how you doing, man? Welcome back to the stream. Now, getting back onto this, though, like, what this pretty much means is that I can actually take a game that I'm playing, and they heavily referenced odyssey in this um this event today so i'm going to continue to use odyssey though they did mention other games like nba 2k uh oh lord there was, and doom and doom eternal those were other games that were mentioned in their broadcast aside from the developers from other games and well game companies i'm going to get into those ones as well but they seem to be working with some developers for some games for it and to switch over some people in so they can actually start loading games onto this system of theirs. That being said, I can play Assassin's, Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Odyssey on my computer. I can then decide to, hey, I want to play Assassin's I got to like start heading out. I'm going to play Assassin's Creed on my phone, um, on my LTE or whenever it happens, 5G, that kind of stuff. And it'll let me do that. It'll take five seconds to actually switch over and 
you don't have to really download anything. You don't have to really do honestly anything but wait five seconds and then you start playing your game. That's that's just how simple it is. That's how simple they want it to be. Now, therein lies some questions <laughs> when it comes to this. The first one is, is it five seconds on great internet speed or is that just five seconds on a whole? Because if I have sucky internet speed and they're recommend recommending a download of at least 15 megabits per second, I'm probably not going to get that on my LTE. I'm probably going to only really get that on Wi-Fi. And even at that, depends on the Wi-Fi and where I am in the world. So, for example, if I'm on a cruise ship, definitely ain't happening because those suckers have like one megabit per second if you're lucky. Because, you know, you're in the middle of the sea and you're getting satellite. Um, and then there's the rural areas that some places barely even get internet. You may have to, like, play at your local uh, library or back in your school or some club someone has or something along those lines. And that's not always the best case scenario. Which kind of leads me to my first real concern. You need decent, like really decent internet speeds to be actually able to do this. So even though Google can go ahead and say, you know, you can do this, there's already some limitations. But Google's trying to alleviate that in some ways. So what's happening is that while you can switch between all these different places that you can play your games, and that's what they're calling cross-platform. So when you hear Google um, Stadia being called cross-platform, do not believe it's going to be working on your PS4 or your Nintendo Switch or your Xbox. It just means it's going to be on platforms like a smartphone, a platform like your computer, so on and so forth. Pretty much Google's ecosystem. So in a sense, it's still one real platform but across different devices. So it's more cross-device than cross-platform, if that makes sense. And so it's kind of irking when I'm seeing these news uh, outlets calling us a cross-platform service, because it's really and truly not. Cross-platform means that you're able to use it with uh, on your PS4, and so on and so forth. Now, when do we actually get into the features of Stadia. That's where it starts to become fairly interesting. And I think we have to take, really take a serious look at this. So what essentially that they are saying is that it can work brilliantly, but there are certain things you really need to keep in mind with it. And for the first one, of course, is that there is a game, there's something called game ownership. And if you're not aware of that, it's actually an ongoing conversation between people who own games, the physical copies, and those persons that decide to buy stuff online. And the issue with this really and truly comes because with places like Origin and Uplay and whatnot, there have been cases where people have done something questionable and gotten banned from a particular game. And then the game developer will ban them from playing any and all of their games or ban the account on a whole. And that means that their entire library of games are gone. They would have spent hundreds of dollars amassing a decent library of games, only messed up with one of those games, and now has to pay the consequence for each and every game. 
that's technically not really that fair when you really think about it. Yes, you should not have been doing something questionable, but do you really need to lose all those stuff in comparison to back in the day when you can actually, or even now when you just buy a physical copy of a game, push it into your computer or whatever, and or your PS4 or Nintendo Switch or Xbox, and if you do something, that just gets rid of that account on that one game. So it's not entirely all that fair. Now, there have been cases where consoles, like the console platforms, will ban you across the board depending on what you do, especially when you come to Nintendo. And if you're doing... Uh, Danielle Clark. Oh, <laughs> hey, Tavon. Uh, thanks for linking someone into the conversation. But what happens then for game ownership is if Google is owning all of your games, what happens when something questionable comes upon YouTube and you may get banned? And the reason why I bring that up is because what they're doing with this system is that they're actually trying to merging what they're doing with YouTube gaming and their gaming system or their gaming platform, I should say. And this is coming in a number of ways. It's coming because YouTube gaming, what they're going to be doing is if you're watching a game or uh, a trailer or anything like that, there's going to be a little button there at some point that says, hey, you can start play. Uh, so, for example, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And a little button that says play now and you press the button in the five five seconds later in google chrome you're able to start playing the game what that then starts to do is it really starts to tweak it a little bit because that's an integration into their gaming platform if you're watching someone let's say and this is where they showed off nba 2k if you're playing something like that and you want to play with someone who's streaming live for example uh, let's say it's a fairly popular creator and they've opened it up to allow their fans to play with them and you can join a queue essentially to go and play with that creator and what that allows you to then do is jump into a system and that becomes a little bit more of a push for people to start using YouTube gaming over something say like Twitch or Facebook gaming which you know is also another thing like this only seems to work with YouTube so if you're really like heavy into Mixer or Twitch or Facebook or anything like that, this is probably not the system for you. Um, unless you have, and even, you know, you can't bypass the way how they're doing it because they're doing it in a way that makes sense if you're only going to be really using them, but doesn't if you want to move over to other platforms. So what's going to be happening is the way how you are getting your games is that they have this huge data center that you're pretty much getting your game streamed from and that's how you're being able to play your game and so when you, that's how it's streaming to you and everything like that and so when you're playing that on your controller you have an option and it's a little button there's two different buttons on the controller one is for google assistant which i'm going to be talking about shortly but the other one is to pretty much share your content. And so this would allow you to do a few things. One is either share to YouTube, which would then not stream from you. It would actually stream from Google's data center, which means that 
it's going to be streaming up to 4K quality at 60 frames per second to your computer, depending on your internet quality, and be streaming at 4K up to 60 frames per second to YouTube gaming. And so people can be watching it like that. And yes, this is definitely something that works a lot better than what currently works with pretty much everything else because it's not having really any middleman systems. So for example, uh, it's based off of their map that they showed. They have over 7,500 different nodes across the internet. And I mean across the world where you can connect faster to Google and their data centers. And it seemed like there was one here in the Bahamas. I'm guessing that one might eventually be utilized for like Florida or for the Bahamas or for like other places within the Caribbean and Latin America and Western West Indies regions. I'm not 100% sure. Again, they could have just thrown the dot there just to make a statement and not actually be a real like data center kind of node system. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but what essentially that means is that the it's going to connect you to whichever node is closer to you. And based on how close your node is, that's going to depend on like your latency, that kind of stuff. But the idea is to have about 14, uh, a 14 ping, essentially, millisecond ping. And that's pretty decent. But again, you need your internet service to really work with that. The other option for the uh, sharing is if you are playing a particular uh, mode in a game and let's say you're doing a boss battle and something difficult starts to happen or you're doing a speed run or something like that, you can then take that, it generates a link that you can then share with other persons and they can play that same level that you just did. Uh, I'm then not really saying if they need the game or not or whatever, but it seems like it's actually a pretty decent concept. And, you know, that's the whole thing about this. It's concept, really. It's working, but we don't know how it will really affect people in the long run until it's actually out there. And they're saying that it's going to be coming out this year, 2019. Uh, I've heard some people say that it's coming out in summer 2019. I'm not 100% sure of that, especially since they did not expressly state that. So we will have to see. Uh, that being said... Uh, that one is called state share. So a lot of people are saying that it's going to become gimmicky, but it can be kind of exciting. So for example, you can already pull up a YouTube video of moments like a final boss fight or something and watch at your leisure and, or you can actually go in and fight the boss. Like it's either or, and it's something like that is what the Google assistant button comes into play with. Because if you're playing a particular level and you're not 100% sure of how to beat it, chances are you're probably going to either keep trying it or you're going to look it up and try to figure out, like, how do you pass this level? And to do that, you typically, well, go on YouTube, go on uh, Google, go somewhere and look up this information. What the button does is it actually uses voice recognition system, much like with your phone or Google uh, Home or something like that would work. And so you'd say, hey, G, or press the button or whatever it is. And it would, you know, activate. And so you, how to beat this level. And so then it would pop up a YouTube video showing you exactly what to do on this particular level to pass this level. 
and then it would take you back into your game and that's essentially how that works now i think that's actually a pretty decent way to go about it um especially if it pauses the game because i mean if it does that i have no problem with it if it doesn't pause the game i kind of do have a problem with it but that's not something that we have really seen especially since you couldn't really test the con uh, the controllers at the demo you could play with uh the other types of controllers like the uh ps4 the nintendo switch the xbox and of course keyboard and mouse for your pc but their own controllers were kind of uh kind of a, a no show really and truly um so there was that and then of course there are the other stuff like the fact that there's so much that we actually don't really know and you know it's going to be the launch lineup they say that it's going to be going up to 8k eventually and 200 sorry 120 frames per second we don't know exactly when that's going to happen they're just, just saying the future we don't really know the bandwidth requirements as to what really like what happens as you particularly go lower or much higher and stuff like that 8k for example how much is that going to use and what's the compression really going to look like because if we already start to dial back the internet speed then we can see things start to really start to look messy like hardcore messy with these stuff things become very blurry they kind of become pixely you notice that the game starts to lose its quality before it starts to lose the latency which is good but at the same time you know if you're not sure if that's a friend or an enemy walking towards you then it's kind of hard to dodge for example though typically in most games if someone's running towards you it's probably not for a good reason there's also the fact that we don't know when it's actually coming out so that's kind of the thing like by the time this comes out we may have serious competitors like for example microsoft's xcloud system the fact that we already do have systems like this out there like nvidia's uh I forget exactly what well nvidia shield uh and then there is uh playstation now and geforce now and you know other things like this that kind of work on this cloud-based system like ouya and uh on play which both of those ones actually failed horribly and so the question is not so much that this is a game-changing feature it's just how well are they actually going to implement it to make sure that it lasts and actually stays and that then becomes the next real question because this is google the company that's known to actually kill off its products if things don't go their way within a period of time they killed off orkut they killed off google plus they've killed off um google news well the rss version of google news uh they've killed off so many good services and i'm not saying that those services i listed were good it's just that on a whole their services have been not that reliant i mean look at what they did to google fiber they quite literally ripped that out of cities that people were waiting and lined up for they built up e infrastructure and now you've got the the plastic and wax oozing from the ground of these cities where they dug up underneath the ground and because there's been no real maintenance on these systems like it's just looking really shoddy in these cities and 
this is the company that we now have to potentially say here have our money to to have our ownership of our games that we can't really stream to any other systems because we only want to play it on google and so we can only play it on youtube like that does not really make sense to me as a as a gamer as someone who does esports as someone who does streaming as a creator this does not make sense to me and that's that's kind of the thing because if i'm using something like this this can actually be on the flip side a benefit because this could also mean that as a creator i can also not have to require such a heavy streaming setup where i may need a really expensive desktop or two computers to really stream and game at the same time i can just be gaming in google chrome capturing what's happening in google chrome hopefully i may have to take off uh hardware acceleration which is going to be really interesting when that happens when you know with gaming and then stream what i'm playing in google chrome over to twitch or mixer or facebook or wherever it is if how well that works i'm questioning because like this whole thing is based upon the premise that Google is going to be handling all the heavy work, all the graphical, all the CPU, all that. Like they say that their system, if you compare it to a, a single CPU system, the Xbox has a, uh, I believe it was a three point something teraflops. This PS4 has a seven point something teraflops. And this, their system, the um, Stadia, has a 10.4 or something along those lines uh, teraflop system, which is a lot of power, by the way. Just in case you're wondering what teraflops mean, it just means that is crazy powerful um, to play these games well. But that's single. This thing allows for, because it's a data center that's housing multiple, 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 multiple graphical processor units, GPUs, and central processing units, CPUs, this thing is going to be beastly. And that's going to enable things. Imagine playing Fortnite. Instead of 100 players being the max, you can quite literally fight against 1,000-plus players. That's essentially what they are suggesting this can open up. And that's crazy to me. Like, the idea behind it is phenomenal. That's why the idea is still being questioned. Because you don't want this to end up becoming something that is just vaporware. And Google is doing a pretty good job as to try and make sure that it's not going to end up becoming that way. Because they've already shipped out system, um, kits to over 100 developer companies, or well, game studios, and over 1,000 uh, creators and, like, indie developers and you know that they're gonna be they're actually building up their first party studio called studio games and entertainment which is actually going to be ran by someone called uh, i don't know if you're going to know the name or not but her name is jade raymond and she actually was the producer of games like the sims online and the original assassin's creed with electronic uh with electronic arts and ubisoft and she became the executive producer for assassin's creed 2 
Assassin's Creed Bloodlines, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Blacklist, Wat and Watchdogs, along with the Mighty Quest for Epic Loot. So she has history in some pretty big names when it comes to gaming. Mainly with Ubisoft, but those are still some, and it kind of like plays along with the fact that, you know, the one that they heavily focus in on Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but she seems to have a pretty good vision and drive towards actually making this work. And so I want to give them kudos from actually like pointing out a pretty decent person to be like their head person for this new studio. Now, they also have some other developers that they had speak. I mentioned this earlier on, and that was, uh, of course, uh, DQ Games, Tequila Works, and those were the developers that they had speak aside from the persons uh, who actually make, made games like Doom and uh, Doom, the upcoming game that they say that's going to be on it as well, Doom Eternal. Uh, they also gave out some more developer side of stuff, like they, how you can use actual art pieces and feed it into their system and it changes the way how your game looks and how the design looks and stuff like that. So you can quite literally have a game that looks like Starry Night from, uh, well, artists like Picasso, uh, Michelangelo, so on and so forth, Leonardo, so on. Um, they're also allowing for different stuff when it comes to, well, co-playing or essentially having split screens on your TV. And this is because they say the processing power required for consoles typically is not enough to really handle with these high graphical games. Whereas something like them, since they're handling the processing power, you can do it and it's not really going to affect much anymore because, well... You're just streaming it. You just need the good internet. That's pretty much it. And so you can maybe play with someone else on the side of you. Maybe play, do a split screen kind of thing with someone that you're doing the crowd play with on, on your YouTube channel. That can kind of work. Uh, actually, and I'm just noticing my notes now. It was 10.7 teraflops, not 10.4. And that was actually com more than what Google, I'm sorry, uh, Xbox and PlayStation have combined in a single processor um, unit. Now, they're also going to be bringing in some well-needed things like parental controls. So, for example, if you're a parent and you don't want your kids playing a certain type of game or whatever, or even after a period of time, then, you know, this is going to have something built in for that as well. So you don't have to worry about that kind of thing. And... If you are a developer, you can just head to stadia.dev. It's spelled S-T-A-D-I-A dot dev. It, if you want to become a partner or something like that, just they have something for that as well, studio uh, partners. And if you just want to play, they are going to be launching in the U.S., Canada, U.K., and some parts or most parts of Europe um, when they first do it. So you're probably going to have to be in the united states well you're gonna have to be inside one of those countries if you're not you're probably gonna have to use a vpn which kind of creates a little bit of an issue because then that's going to create some latency it's going to you're going to lose some of your speed that kind of stuff um i also have a concern when it comes to that because even if you're in the states for example you could be lagging like for example the stream that they have for that uh for the event 
it quite literally skipped back in time like five times during the event and it would replay like the past like two three seconds and so if that's their stream on youtube mm, and you're, you're expecting me to trust your data centers to essentially handle a gaming system what happens if that happens while i'm playing a boss i beat the boss and then you throwing back two three five seconds to before i've actually beaten the boss that means i now have to redo that that's not really the best kind of thing um so there are ups and there are definitely downs for something like this um you just kind of have to take it in stride i guess and especially since we don't necessarily know everything about the game right now uh there's we have to take it bit by bit and you know there's the fact that you know there are still places out there that have their internet service provider still has data caps and so if you hit that while you're streaming you're pretty much out of internet for the rest of the month um there's of course the regular latency you know that kind of stuff and it can it can be good it can be bad and there's a tweet that i saw that i want to mention in this episode it's quote first they came for the rich and i did not speak out because i was not rich then they came for the youtubers and i did not speak out because i was not a youtuber then they came for the gamers and there was no one left to speak for us and they they're saying that that's by pewdiepie if it's true or not i'm not sure but the fact still remains that this is Google if and this is their ecosystem if you run afoul of them you're pretty much gonna lose all voice you're not really gonna have much choice to it look how they actually handle their copyright systems it's not going to be the best as a person who streams and watches people streaming as well there is also the issue that you know there's not going to be any layouts you're not gonna be able to have your webcam over it it seems it's you're not gonna be able to have like your sub goals or any alerts or anything like that it's going to be streaming directly from google servers to your youtube channel people are going to watch it like that what is the customization where's the like the personality really come from I, I really question whether or not you are even able to be able to be heard as you play. There are so many questions, and I hope that these questions are answered later on and much closer to the release or even before the release of this product. It's certainly not after. So, hey, White Pancakes, how you doing, man? <sighs> There is just so much that I wish would this would be done well with. And there's not a real guarantee that it will. Um, by the way, I will say for the controller, it does mirror very much what we kind of already know from like the Steam. Con well, actually, no, it doesn't really look like a Steam controller at all. It looks very similar to like what you would expect with the PS4 and Xbox controllers, or maybe the uh, the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. Actually, 
it looks very much like that. I wonder if I can get my controller. I don't see it. Ah, here it is. It looks very much like this, except you've got the, uh, both of the joysticks are down here. The, there is, instead of the joy, uh, the D-pad over on this side, it's up here and up here along with the buttons. And then of course you have the two buttons, which would be for like streaming or like taking a picture, that kind of thing, along with the Google assistant button. And then two buttons up top above that, which they didn't really get into a whole lot of detail about, but it's probably like options and start or something along those lines. Um, that's likely how that's probably going to work out. Now, there's also the question is, and this was a concern for a lot of people. It's, there wasn't really many titles named. And if you've been watching so far, you're going to pretty much notice I've barely said any titles at all. I've said two titles. Well, actually, technically four titles, which is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which they had in beta test from August, I mean, October last year. They have Doom, which they said should be on it. Doom Eternals, which is going to be upcoming on it, which is because it's not a release game. And then they kind of showed NBA 2K on YouTube where you can have this, this kind of feature to join in. But there was no real confirmation on that. And then you've got the two developer companies that said they were working on stuff but couldn't really talk about it. So what the heck? Like where's our AAA game? Where's our platform? Where's like the, the real incentive to play this game? And that might come out with their first party game studio or it might not. We don't really know. I know that they say that they're going to be working with both big and small uh developers to actually make games specifically for the Google um, uh, Stadia. But that still remains to be seen. And, you know, it, it could be good. It could be bad. We have to see. But I've already heard people saying, you know, they're, they're definitely going to be taking a look into it, how it's their favorite platform already, or a second favorite platform, based off of what all it's offering. I've seen one person quite literally on Twitter say, you know, should he just start making content on that platform? And I'm, I'm thinking, no, don't do this. You don't really know what's going to happen. And for all you know, you may not, that might not be a good platform for you. The, like I said, the personality that you currently have may be non-existent on this new system. You may still end up wanting to stream the way how you've always been streaming, using something like OBS, XSplit, Slobs, uh, Aircast, oh, not Aircast, uh, Wirecast, you know, other systems that allow you to pretty much stream. And I don't know if I can really vouch for this one yet. I know I did enjoy playing it back when it was beta, when it was Project Stream. I enjoyed that fairly, a, a fair amount. And there might be options where it can actually work in favor of, say, if you have a downloadable version of the game, like what they did with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, 
they eventually gave the persons, even though originally they said they would not be able to move the save data over to the downloaded PC version, they actually were able to do that, which was kind of sucky because they then gave out the free copy of the game after I'd already bought it because they had said that they weren't going to do that. So I was upset because now I already have like a save data and what? But it's things like that where Google not communicating properly or changing their minds is what concerns me with this platform. And if they're going to do that, like, they can't just do it on a whim. They can't just change something up or not take into effect what other people are saying. Their thing was over the past four years, content creators on YouTube made over 110 billion or million dollars. I think it was billion dollars. And sure, that's great. But those are like your partners. What about the average Joe Blow that's trying to make partner? They don't make anything. They're trying to make something. They're trying to get their views up. What's to say that you guys are going to be working with them? Is it going to be a part of YouTube Creator Studios or that program? Or is it going to be a program all in itself? Like there are too many questions that they left unanswered just because they wanted to focus in on Look how nice this is. We're going to be working with you guys. Quite literally, I believe they could have actually had that event in about 10 to 20 minutes instead of for as long as they did, which is almost like an hour long. And I don't know, but the actual resources towards it seems to be doing fairly well. They already have things like um, Unity, Unreal, uh, Vulcan, all backing behind it they've got places like uh id software and other companies that i already mentioned that are backing it and willing to work with them i i think we just may need to give them a chance to actually work on this but you know it might not actually be worth the time you never know oh and to correct myself i'm, I'm again going over my notes before i end this it's the ps4 pro has 4.2 teraflops and the xbox um one x has six teraflops so i was wrong with my previous statement i'm correcting that now but both of them combined still come only to 10.2 teraflops and google is essentially beating that by 0.5 on a single teraflop and they have access to many many more so Viper saying it's cool to try different options, but what are they offering compared to the competitors or are they just jumping on the train? See, that's kind of the thing. They're trying to say that they are the future of gaming and consoles and platform systems and so on and so forth. But truly, they're not. They're just a much more lucrative and well-funded version of Ouya and OnPlay and Nintendo, I mean, sorry, uh, Nvidia Shield and uh play, playstation now and geforce now and um i think it was steam is doing something as well called steam link or something along those lines so you know they aren't necessarily anything new they're just the most well-funded the most well-backed and the, they have 
the ability to reach out to as many people as they can because of who they are. Um, I think one of the only other companies out there that could probably do something like this is Amazon with Twitch. And you can't really do that. Or Microsoft, for example, because that's what they are actually trying to do with their xCloud platform, um, which they talked about not so long ago. And like there's still been rumors about um, especially since they do also have a streaming platform called Mixer. And so it's those three companies, I would say, that have the biggest ability to do something similar, um, followed by the the game places that we typically would know and love, like uh, Steam, for example. So in a sense, they're jumping on. In a sense, they're pushing this cloud-based um, gaming platform idea more so than well more forward than what other persons have done so far uh if that makes sense plus the fact that you don't have to download unlike with some of the other ones you quite literally just wait five seconds and then you're able to play from your your save point that you had before and it continuously saves your save points on the cloud so you don't have to worry about let's say oh your computer crashes and you've lost all your <coughs> whoa you've lost all your data that's no longer the case. You Your computer crashes, you can just go on your TV and play. Or and it picks you right up from wherever you left off. So in that sense, it's, it's different, but it's the same. So different, different, but same kind of thing. And, you know... Like I said, they have, they have the ability to really move things forward... And they have the time. What they don't necessarily have is people's trust. And that's going to be, the, I think, the key thing that they're going to be having to fight with. And, yeah, essentially... Oh, wait. That's uh, Apex Legends starting to play in my background for whatever reason. Not video. Uh, but, yes, bad internet essentially not necessarily equals lag. Because, like what I said, it starts to degrade your graphical quality before it starts to hit your internet but yes if it's really craptastic you're gonna eventually feel it if it's decent but not the best because again remember this is going to be requiring like 15 megabits per second internet service speed uh to be able to play these graphics properly the way they're intended to look even on like a really crappy computer which is what they actually used for their presentation at the event. They they made a statement to say they went out to try and find the cheapest computer they could find to show how well it was playing. And it did play fairly well. The graphics were a little, eh. This thing seemed a little muted more so than like on the uh, the Chromecast, the, the Chromebook, the Chromecast, and the tablet. But, and I'm a little surprised they didn't try it on the Pixel. Like, because they showed the pixel, but on the like their little mock-up, but they didn't actually show it at the event. But yeah, um, it's it's gonna be interesting, and I think it definitely makes a lot more sense when we start to get into like the gigabit internet type of speeds 
like what you would have found in Google Fiber or what you're going to probably find like in Japan where they have like two gigabit internet service speeds or what's slowly rolling out across the United States and it's already been like in some parts of Europe and so on and so forth. But in countries like the Bahamas or other places in the Caribbean or West Indies or Latin America, you're going to find that it's going to take a little bit longer time before we start to see stuff like that. And so this might not really be the best place for us, which kind of makes sense because, again, they are targeting the U.S., Canada, the U.K., and the majority of Europe, places that already have places run, starting to roll out gigabit internet service and have pretty decent internet speeds. The question then becomes... So you require 15 megabits per second internet. What happens when I start to have other people on my network? Then that means I'm going to start losing my graphics. Now, sure, the people that are watching me play, they don't have to worry about that because they're getting the 4K 60 frames per second speeds from Google's data center. But me, the player, I'm, I might be getting crap on my end. So that's going to be interesting to see how that really plays out. But the idea of being able to play your game from anywhere is definitely something that I think a lot of people are going to be interested on. Like they even showed an example on Google Play Store on like uh, your Android device where essentially you go into the Play Store and it's going to have a section in there that says uh, games on um, stadia and so you can quite literally find other games on there that you can then play on anywhere else so if you want to buy them you can just buy them right there and play wherever you want so it's gonna be interesting by the way they do have three colors for the controllers they have white and black with a uh orange undertone underneath the joysticks they have, it looks like black and white um, with white being on the, the lettering and then the undertone for the joystick. And then they have like a mint, uh, which they kind of really have fuzzed out and they didn't really show it. It was like the behind everything else. Um, I'm not sure what color the undertone for is for that one. It looks like it might be like a lime greenish kind of color. But, yeah, that's that's really and truly it for Google Stadia. Again, you know, it's something that I think could work, but it definitely is something that needs more information on before we can really and truly say, you know, that this is something that's great. And, you know, I'm just taking a look really quick to make sure I'm not forgetting anything. Um, right, so based off of the Project Stream beta, we can kind of get an idea of what some of the requirements for PC might be, is that, you know, you might need a Windows 7 SPM, um, SP1 at the least, uh, a processor like AMD FX8350 at... Um, 4 gigahertz or Ryzen 5 or an Intel Core uh, i7 uh, 3770 uh, or 
for video like an AMD Radeon uh, R9 or an NVIDIA GTX 970. You need at least like 8 gigs of RAM. Uh, storage, about 46 gigs of storage space. And that's about it that you're actually required. Aside from that though, yeah, that's kind of it. Um, they should have a low frame rate which is somewhere between 30 and 60 frames per second and so you may f again find that you may have some low frame rates from time to time but again you're going to notice the graphics then the frame rates then the latency kind of peter down in a tiered kind of list so i hope that kind of explains that portion to you and yeah so now the question is Come E3, what are the competitors going to say? What's Microsoft xCloud going to be doing? What's NVIDIA going to be doing? What's Steam going to be doing? For all you know, Google uh, Stadium might find, by the time it comes out, competition's already here. And it's already taken a good chunk of the market. At least for cloud-based gaming. But... That's going to end it for this week's episode of Esports Wrap. I'd like to thank all of you guys that decided to join me on today's episode and actually be a part of the conversation. As well as, you know, thanks to the power for sticking with me and not turning off midstream and coming back on before the stream um, that was actually scheduled to start. So don't forget, guys, Esports Wrap is on every Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And more, our sister show, More Tech, is typically on Thursdays at 60 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're watching for this week's episode of More Tech, though, I'm probably not going to be able to do it because of a prior uh, business engagement where I work. Um, can't really do anything about that. And if you want to be a part of any part of the uh, conversation, we do have a Twitter, so you can head over to there. It's M-O-A-R cookie. Well, M-O-A-R m-o-a-r underscore cookies and we have a website where you can watch past episodes listen to the maybe um to the audio versions of them if you prefer just listening to audio versions we also are on pretty much anywhere that you can listen to podcasts so uh spotify i um apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher uh yeah pocket casts quite literally we're we're all those places um, I think the only place we're not on is SoundCloud, which, you know, we might have to work on. But we also do have a Discord, so if you want to join that so you can get the most recent news, we also have a section there that posts up what's happening with both tech news and game news, and that updates almost daily um, with information about what's happening in the world with both of those topics. We have people inside there who are part of this community as well. You know, just talk, ask questions, have fun. That kind of stuff. People jump inside there to play games together. Hearthstone, League of Legends, all that good stuff. So, yeah. Until next time, guys. This is more cookies. Stay savvy.